Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello and welcome to What a Load of Cobblers, the debrief, chewing the fat on AFC Wimbledon 1 Northampton Town 0. I'm Tom Reed, and to discuss the fallout of the crunch relegation six-pointer, I'm joined by James Averill, Martin Maloney, Brendan Walsh, and from the Wimbledon end, Ray Armfield. How you doing, Ray? You can tell from my sort of disconsolate tone that we're down in the dumps over in Northampton. The Wimbledon contingent must be cock-a-hoop uh, about the result of a close game, but ultimately one that the Dons can legitimately claim to deserve. Um, I'm not sure about cock-a-hoop. I think just relief. Uh, yeah. If the previous couple of home games... They all follow the same sort of pattern. Uh, lots of possession, not much in the final third, and you could just see it going the same way. I didn't see the goal coming, nor what nor what happened afterwards. So uh, I'm as shocked as anyone. Sure. It just seemed like Northampton were seeing the game out OK. And we, although we wanted to win at the start of the game, a point is always very useful in those sort of games. And it just all unraveled, as it has done multiple times. And we shouldn't be surprised, really, James, that we... Um, Shot ourselves in the foot yet again, unforced error. Yeah, I mean it's it's the old kind of <laughs> you get get used to this game with the cobblers, where at the moment they kind of reel you back in with with hope and then immediately crush it back. So I've got no doubt we'll probably go and beat Shrewsbury now and <laughs> they'll reel us all in again. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a you know a very disappointing result, um, particularly when you consider like like we've said, those those two games in hand that Wimbledon have had. And it, it brings to an end a pretty miserable run of records against the teams in and around us. I know we've got Bristol Rovers actually in a couple of games, haven't we? But we've lost to all of them, bar Rochdale, is it? Um, <laughs> it's been an absolute nightmare run. And we're, 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 we're our own worst enemy at the moment. And unfortunately, it's not standing us in very good stead for the rest of the season. Yeah, Martin, you've been around the block watching Cobblers. Is it seeming to you like a bit of a one of these ones where it all goes wrong at, at the end and we sort of funnel down, we get relegated? Does it, does it have that sort of feel to you after that result? Um, yeah, it, it's it's easy to be very kind of disconsolate after that, and I'm sure I haven't looked at much social media, but you know we we have to keep it in perspective. We are still outside the relegation zone. Obviously, Wimbledon, two games in hand, you would expect they pick up at least a point out of those. But everything's st- still, on our, still in our own hands. So, you know, everything I say about how happy I am yesterday, kind of in the context of, right, nothing nothing is set, nothing is settled yet. And there's probably a couple of clubs that would swap league position with, <clears throat> with us. But I think I, I said something after the game yesterday in our, in our kind of WhatsApp chat, and it's probably remained true under both Kerr and Brady. 
that when we win, we're very good. We have we almost have to play out of our skins for all the all the wins we've had, and we're we're quite good at getting a lead and then managing the game out. But when we're only okay, we never look like scoring. And you know it's Keith Curl's problem, and and you know Brady's suffering from it as well. We never really look like nicking a goal. I think ultimately we we do seem to lack the um, the quality to to go out and have an okay day and beat some teams. Mm. And that is that is a problem because then you've got to motivate them to go out and play like they did against Portsmouth. And realistically, you know Alex Ferguson probably ain't getting that out of um team ball stars every week brendan and didn't your friend have a bit of a bit of a coupon buster and that northampton result as well oh uh, yes yeah, so that that was uh luke the volpe he's actually he's a really good musician actually and he was hoping for some music to lift the spirits after that result but um yeah i think he had like some big mad accumulator and then at the he had um cobbler's wimbledon as a draw in it um Ooh. which obviously then when we conceded the goal he was like oh that's busted it and, uh, and then oh, Hoskin, that Hoskin, must have been a heartbreaking yeah uh, Hoskin, <laughs> I think Hoskins penalty miss cost him about four grand so oh my god yeah there you go um but yeah I mean I I, I don't know I, I genuinely I haven't been that what's the word like downtrodden and just completely I was like flattened a bit I was in shock after that game I haven't felt like that for a long for a long time because it just you know, even if it had been, even if we'd lost one nil and then Hoskins hadn't had the penalty, it would have been you kind of been like, all right, you dust yourself off and go off and, and and go again. But it was like that one kick. It wasn't just worth you know a point to us. It's obviously in in the six pointer scheme of of that relegation battle, it was worth two points to Wimbledon. So there's a three point swing on one kick of the ball. You know, yeah. and I just really hope that that doesn't come back to bite us at the end of the season and. And there's a lot of doom and gloom on on Cobbler's Twitter at the moment. But to Martin's point, you know, there's still a lot of other teams that would trade our place. We are still outside the relegation zone. We've got a chance. Sorry, there, there's my uh, previously featured snoring dog in the background. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've got we've got a chance. Another three points to to go get another three points against Shrewsbury, and that's how we've got to look at it. And I've said from you know the the first debrief I did like back in. October you know our goal is 20th place at the moment and we're in it <laughs> we just got we just got to hold on to it um but it's not a good record of the teams in and around us it wasn't good under Curl and it's not good under Brady and I just even just one of those games you think like the Wigan late goal or Burton or or um you know obviously yesterday just any of those turns into a win and, and we're 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 so much happier you know of that bottom four bottom four or five Wimbledon have struck a bit of a accord with that result yesterday but everyone is capable of a couple of defeats in a row so we could in theory still bounce back a little bit but it's just the the morale side of it and the the mental side of it ray was the wimbledon manager for instance how did he take the win it was a bit of a shock in the end with that penalty save so probably not expected yeah well he's actually played down the result i think he was more critical of the overall performance by the team and I think if you took the last couple of minutes away he'd be right and it was interesting for me to hear hear you guys talking because I think you could take a group of any Wimbledon fans at five to three yesterday and we'd be saying exactly the same thing about margins and lack of scoring goals and things and that's that's been our season as well under both our managers um so I've I think the thing to bear in mind is you know 
nobody stays up as a result of yesterday's game. Nobody goes down. I looked at your result on Tuesday night and I thought, that's that's great for you um, coming into yesterday's game. It's jumped you up two or three places because, as we know, wins are like gold dust down there now. Um, but we've all had a spell at the bottom. And I think, unlike previous years, there's no team adrift. There's no basket case of a club down there who's like looking at minus 12 points for any reason. And yeah. even someone like Burton, who perhaps almost were adrift, picked themselves up five wins under Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. They've, they've lost their last couple now. And I think they're back in the mix as well. So I think it's gone from a six horse race back up to a seven. I reckon mm. that's not far off the number of wins he had in a year in charge at the Cobblers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Definitely seems a good fit at that club. He wasn't at the Cobblers. <laughs> it's interesting. I was saying, I was having a chat with my dad a few weeks ago about Hasselbank, uh, and we did start well under him, and it just tailed off, and he couldn't arrest the slide. Like so many managers, they find mm-hmm. it difficult to arrest the slide. So I'm really hoping that Burn uh, are back in that situation already you, because it, it could help us out massively. Do you reckon that might, that might, I know we've we've sometimes talked about structures and that at the club. Maybe a twenty-six person job share where everyone gets the job for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um I think we're gonna have to sort of cut to the chase because before we came on there we we're having a little chuckle about the fact that the game was fairly unremarkable for most of it and um hinged on those far last few minutes. Just make a little um, shout out to Rodoni for Wimbledon, um, Ray, because you, you tagged him up. I thought he was pretty good throughout and quite a lang- languid midfielder. I think he's definitely one to watch. But it came down to that Joe Piggott goal on um, 88 minutes. Now, Northampton are known to get themselves in a pickle from time to time. It's a bit of a gallows humour with Northampton. But even for us, it was a bit of a comedy of errors. Um, so, Che... Alexander crosses in the corner on 88 minutes, goes deep, and we've often been targeted deep with corners this season. It's a bit of um, a weakness for us. Um, for me, Nightingale beats Jones to it. Jones is a bit flat-footed. I think he might have been injured at that point, but um, he's a little bit flat-footed. Mills just can't deal with it at all, and Kyoso ends up whacking the ball off Piggott. So for all Piggott scored the goal, it was sort of off, just off him, wasn't it? I don't know how much of a finish was there, but ends up in the net. Meanwhile, Mitchell is doing his best Patrick from SpongeBob's starfish impression and getting nowhere near the goal. <laughs> um, James, like, where do you start with that goal? Well, I think you summed it up pretty well, to, to be honest. It was just, <laughs> it was just people, four or five players losing their individual battles, wasn't it? Each of them, and it yeah. it leads to a goal like that. I, I have to say, I wouldn't be clearing it into the middle of the goal. Uh, which is what Kyoso did, um, I'd, I'd be whacking it out wide because y- you're going to have people coming in and closing you down. So I thought it was a strange choice to... I could be looking at the angles wrong. I know TV angles and that sometimes don't tell the, the true story, but it looked like he was trying to whack it out, like straight down the middle of the box. Yeah. And it, it, looks, like, it looks like it's just hit bigger and, and gone in. And it's, it's exactly the kind of goal that we could do with, isn't it? You know, the, the kind of goal that we've not really had anything like that you know we've not had any gifts this year have we I wouldn't say like you say I think Jones gets beaten a bit too easily I'm not going to be too harsh on him though because the record with him in the team uh, is you know a vast improvement on on the defensive performances we had before yeah not quite sure 
what Jonathan Mitchell is doing. Yeah, I think the starfish analogy is is is, is quite a good one. It, it just screams again, doesn't it, of, of a keeper who, who's low on confidence and is is. I don't I don't know. I, he, I think he's trying to make himself big, but it just doesn't work at all. Um, and yeah, I, I think the the decision from Kyoso was 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 poor as well. Um, mm. So a really disappointing goal to concede that, especially and especially the timing of it as well. Ray, have you scored many goals like that this season, or is it just one out of the blue? We've conceded several like, like that, if that's any consolation <laughs> to you guys. But um, scored many, no. I think I agree with, with the summing up of how how the goal happened. Um, I thought the keeper should have dealt with that. That said, I think you've got to give Pickett a bit of credit for like being Johnny on the spot and being sort of ready yeah. for it. I think I've I've seen a still where it looks like he at least swings the leg towards where he thinks the ball is going to be. But I think yeah. the sort of speed of the um, of the clearance from Kyoso. I'm not quite sure he had any time to sort of think about where he was going to put it. He was on yeah. the line, so it just had to be cleared. Yeah, we've we've let in so so many of those, which is why we're down there with you as well. <laughs> mm. it, it was just a complete sort of series of people just not imposing themselves on that box. So the goalie doesn't command the box. Mills just looks very tentative, doesn't really know what to do. Kyoto at least tries to just smash it, but it doesn't work out. Martin, is that just one of those goals that just happens when you you need it to happen the least? You know, it's just really uh, bad luck. <clears throat> I, I I don't I, I don't know. I'd be as charitable. Um, now you're absolutely right on. You know, Jones looked like he was carrying an injury, and he's such a key player now. They've maybe kept him on when perhaps they sh- they shouldn't have done. But you know, we'd have all had our hearts in our mouths if Bolger had cut, or if if Sheen had kind of come on earlier for for him I it's it's difficult but ultimately you look at where that ball drops there's one player has got to take ownership of that and that's the keeper and time and again sadly you know we've talked about a goalkeeping situation there's no point moaning because there's no one else no one else to play there now that Arnold, Arnold's injured and we've got a kid on the bench but for me that's why you know I I'm not totally convinced that Mitchell has got what it takes to be a, a a football league keeper. Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, when some of us started watching back in the eighties, Peter Gleasy, you know, when we, when we won, you know, division four and that, and we, you know, as a kid, when we were seeing England's number one, I genuinely thought he was the best goalkeeper in England. But <laughs> it was, you know, they called him Dracula because he couldn't deal with crosses. And <laughs> it, it's very much the same, you know, Mitchell's shot stopping has been, has been outstanding. But a bit like, you know, the once a season when Club 81 are out of keepers and I have to go in there, give me a one-on-one, give me a shot, I'll, I'll be as good as, you know, most of our proper keepers. The reason I'm not a keeper and I play out in the park is because when that ball comes in from wide, judging depth, flight, everything, there's a real yeah. skill to that and you need to mm-hmm. have it as a keeper. It's that initial not dealing with it that I think is a flaw. And if I'm, if I'm Shrewsbury, if I'm Bristol Rovers, posh, probably don't need to worry about our, our kind of ineptitudes because they're really good. But I'm looking at that thinking, right, every corner I'm dropping on the back post, every opportunity I get, I'm putting deep crosses in because I think yeah. the, the keeper's got a problem. Brendan, you know, hoping to see out the game and it, it was a real possibility with only a few minutes to go. And then that happens. Do you sort of point individuals there or do you think it's just a collectively a, 
a team defensive error? Um, I think, I mean, I agree with with 99% of everything Martin's just said and, and James, everyone else on, on how the goals went down and who you can blame. And again, I said, I think the first game I saw Mitchell in pre-season, I was like, he looks a keeper, but he's so poor under the ball, which is, which is quite common in League, League One, League Two. Um, you know, you, they're all good shot stoppers. It's those things that, that set him apart and he looks no different to anyone else personally. But um, I think, I, I, I personally, I think you look at the, the stats, we've got the best, out of that, you know, mini relegation table we're all looking at every day now, we've got the best defence and, and we have shored up the goals, you know, it was just towards the end of Curl's tenure and under um, under Brady with four at the back and, and no bulger, we're looking a lot better in defence and, and tactically. The problem is bit is goals the other way. And if you look at the mini relegation table, we've got the, the fewest goals out of all of them. Um, and I think when you can't put the ball in the back of the net, those little mistakes, whether it's Mitchell or you want to blame Jones or Kyoso or any of the other games, they're yeah. compounded because we're not one, you know, we're not one up or we're not two up. You know, we can't afford those mistakes. So those mistakes, to be honest, they happen from League Two past us all the way up to the Prem. But if we're not taking any chances at the other end of the pitch and we're the lowest scorers in the division, yeah. then they're compounded and they're 10 times worse. We're not going to coach Mitchell to be better under the ball with the last eight games of the season. Yeah. But is there a way we can get people firing? Because I don't think tactically going forward yesterday, we were that bad. We got into good spaces. I just think the quality in the final third, it was like everyone got a nosebleed and the chance to put in a good cross or pull a ball back or take a shot. You know, yeah. it, it didn't even look League 2. It looked non-League, you know. Mm. We didn't have a shot on target, but it wasn't for lack of trying. It was because we couldn't hit the, the, the target, with, you know, with 100 tries. It was just so poor. And you think the games where we have scored, you know, when Watson went on his little run and Hoskins finished on Tuesday, you know, they, they, seem, they seem like years ago because the last mm. couple of games, we just, you know, we, we, we don't have that quality in the final third. And it's so basic. With the exception of that penalty save, really since we since we've played Portsmouth, how many keepers have made a decent save against us? It's almost like it's not the goals, it's the not even being close to goals. Because mm. you know, we where whatever's gone wrong, and maybe we perhaps underrated the contributions that Edmondson and um Sowerby have made, because they're the players who've who've been out <clears throat> out injured or unavailable when we've kind of reverted a bit to, well, probably not as bad as we were under dog days of curl, but to being not not as good. But I just, it's not, it feels like it's not luck because mm. we're not working keepers at all. I yeah. mean, but then it also, the saying that, I can remember so many instances yesterday where we got wide or we got in a half space in front of the box. Like somewhere where you're like, right, someone slip a ball through now or, or fix the yard and take a shot or whip a ball in. And it hit first man or just spooned way over the guy. It was so frustrating. And it ha- it wasn't just yesterday. It happens every week. Yeah. You know, I really, really like Kyoso, but his delivery first touch could be better. I have no idea what happened to Joe Mills while he was injured, but I think they replaced his left feet with two right feet because he can't, <laughs> he can't put a ball in. And when it isn't when I mean, it isn't Miller or Marshall taking a set piece, just yeah. let, give the ball to them because there was no point. There was zero point. It's even going to hit the first man or go yeah. over everyone. And when you're when you have the players that we have and you're in the position we're at, we're at now, you can't, you know, a corner, you can't just afford to go, I'll sit the first man, we'll try again. Because you might only get three or four in a game. If we only get two or three corners against Peterborough and I see Joe Mills over one, I'm going to throw my phone at the screen. Because <laughs> he, can't, he can't put the ball in. 
Oh, I'm, I'm still shook about it. I thought I was over it, but and that doing this would kind of be a catharsis and I'd, you know, get out what I needed to say. But now I just, I want to go beat someone up. First we're, gonna, we're gonna have to um, go over the penalty, unfortunately. We will go to you first, Ray. It's just an interesting little slant on it because we've all got to have an opinion on that penalty from Sam Hoskins. First of all, can you explain to me because I can't really explain it what the penalty was actually for, Ray? Well, I've heard two, two versions of what the penalty might have been for. One was for handball, which I didn't see at all. Mm. And the other one, I think, was when Kyoso sort of fell fell forward. And one of our players, Luke O'Neill, uh, sort of wrapped his leg around him waist height and did actually play the ball away. About four or five players fell over. And I saw a whistle. I thought, oh, he's blown for a free kick or, or it's offside or something because nobody appealed. And yeah. then when he pointed to the spot, I couldn't believe it, particularly when I saw where he's position was which was 10 or 15 yards behind play i know that he gets one look in real time and we get camera angles for much better views yeah but i don't see how he gives that mm, i found it strange i've looked at it a few times and i'm still trying to find the infraction there um nevertheless it was given up steps sam hoskins uh, an inverted commas natural finisher um, and actually, funny enough, the stepping up is quite a moot point, actually, because he didn't really have much of a backlift, didn't really take a run up. And how would you know, would you think it was a bit of a, a soft pen, easily savable, um, Ray? Um, I thought about easily savable. I think the one thing we, we don't have in recent years is a keeper who can save penalties. I think that was our first penalty save since October 18. Um, what I was quite pleased about was that Zanev waited until. Haskins took his shot. Um, normally you see keepers diving and making their minds up for, for forwards for them, but at least he stood tall. And bear in mind, he's six foot four, so he's got a long, a long way to go down. But um, yeah. if you saw Joe, Joe Piggott take, take penalties, um, he always terrifies me because you think it's a 50-50 chance of the keeper saving it because he always puts them at a savable height, left or right. And if you go the right way, you're going to save it. Although I think there was a fair bit of power behind that one and he's a big lad and he got both his hands to it so I think it was a decent save but uh, mm. yeah you can imagine my my reaction to that <laughs> sorry neighbours by the way yeah. <laughs> James what about you you've seen a lot of Cobblers games a lot of penalties scored and missed was that a weak penalty from Hoskins or a good save or a combination of both a little bit of both, I'd say. First, I'd like to say I couldn't see what the penalty was for either. And it's just typical, isn't it? In the last few games, we've had some really dodgy decisions go against us, haven't we? I'm thinking that Swindon free kick that they scored from, the MK Dons free kick that they scored from. And every time a ref has made a poor error, we've been punished from it. Then we finally get one of our own and we cock it up. And it's just it's so typical of us, isn't it? Um, so I didn't, think it, I didn't think it was a penalty, if I'm honest. I don't think it was... A dreadful penalty. It wasn't a good penalty, but I do think it was. It was a. It, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with Ray. I think it was a good save um, because even though it wasn't right in the corner, Hoskins did put quite a bit of power on it. So I think to to get down quickly and and and, and save it, it, it was a de- it was a decent save. I think Hoskins. It wasn't his usual kind of penalty. He's, he's normally pretty much always does them on the floor, doesn't he? And into in, into the corner. Uh, but it was just. It was just at a savable height, wasn't it? And and that was the problem. It's it's all good and well saying, ah, you know, Hoskins, you know, use the the natural finisher quotes. But I, I can't think of anyone else who could have taken the penalty. Maybe Watson, uh, perhaps. But 
Um, they've been taken up. Exactly. Taken off so South there wasn't ground. really anyone else there, or I, I would have thought, right, they they can take the penalty. Um, so I think mm. he was. He, I think he was the best choice on the pitch at the time, and it, it's 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 a shame, isn't it? I'm gutted for him because you know he, he used that criticism to fuel his performance. Uh, in midweek, got the goal that his game deserved, and you always feel feel gutted for him because he's always kind of back to square one. Martin, do you think Ray and James are being kind there, or do you think it was a, a reasonable penalty? Penalty penalties always look good when they go in, um, and Hoskins has been spot on on penalties since he took o- took over from um, from Watson. So I think it's. Um, He's hit it with a lot of power. It is close. I mean, I certainly, I was of a view yesterday, kind of watching in real time. It was, you know, he'd gone closer to the corner than he had. But penalties, they're so binary, aren't they? It's, you know, if you score, it's always a good penalty. And if it's saved or you miss, it's it's a bad penalty. I think just just one of those things, you know, he's, he's been good from the spot. Um, yeah. If he'd gone a different way, or if the keeper, and I think Ray makes a really good point, the keepers waited to see which way he goes, which more often than not they don't, um, then, you know, we score, it's 1 1, it's, you know, we're all feeling totally different. But yeah, I, I just think, just got to put it down to one, one of those things. I don't think you make a change to who take, takes one if they, you know, if they get one on, um, on Friday. For me at the moment, no. Um, you know, he's been, he's been good from the spot. The keeper's done a great job there. I don't know about you guys, but the barometer I used to define a bad penalty, and for anyone who was at Wolves all the way will, will, will remember this, because Mark Ritchie, <laughs> that was the last minute as well, wasn't it? And I believe the uh, I believe the ball is still orbiting the, the planet. Um, so that's how I kind of measure bad penalties. I, I, if, to me, if, if they get it on target, I, I think... I'm less inclined to have a go at them because they've at least done the sensible thing and tried to get it on target. Whereas if you do something like that, I think that's a kind of a missed opportunity, so to speak. Am I the only one that thinks a bad penalty is one that doesn't go in? <laughs> it's, I'm so, like for me, the whole it's it sums up Sam Hoskins in a week. Like he gets a bit of flack for his goal drought and he goes and puts away a really difficult finish in a game that's nil nil. And then he's given a penalty there and he cluffs it. The man can only score worldies. He only scores like you know, backhill flicks or whatever, or like he's trying these insane knuckleball free kicks all the time and shooting from distance and whatever. Give him a penalty. I, I actually wonder whether all of that chat and obviously he came out and said that he'd read the article and he was glad to get the goal and whatever. And then it's 95th minute in a, in a, in a kick of a ball that's going to cost you three points. And I reckon it's got to his head. Like you can praise the goalkeeper, but Mitchell does the same thing. Like when, when we had that penalty against Charlton the other day, he doesn't pick a direction. He tries to stand and wait and, and stand up to it. But those penalties all went in the corner and didn't give him a chance. Like, that was a completely savable height, nowhere near the corner of the goal. Yeah. Like, it was just crap. It wasn't good enough. And, and, and you can say he's mishit it, he's unlucky. Or you have to ask the question, was it in his head what's been said? And, and he was up there, you know, and he, and he lost his nerve. And I, I like Hoskins as much as the next guy. He's been around the club long enough to deserve that respect. But... This is what I go back to my same point. How many times are we going to do the same thing? If we're putting all of our, if, if we are saying that Sam Hoskins is the most natural finisher at this club, as much as I like him, relegate us now because if that's yeah. the best finisher we've got, we're screwed. Yeah, you know, Wimbledon are right down there with us and can't score as, as bad as we can't. And they've got Joe Piggott on what, 13, 14, 15 goals. We have nowhere near 
anyone that that could do that right now. Who is the top scorer? Because you keep a check on it, don't you? Thank you, Brendan. It's Watson, and that's after his little you know run recently. You think back to uh, Wimbledon at, at home. You know the reverse fixture opening day of the season. What a comedy of errors that game was as well, with half of our squad getting stuck on the M1, and then um, Bolger, like just thirty seconds no in, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, it was twenty seconds in. Twenty seconds into the new season, we should have known what we were in for then. But um, <laughs> you think back then, Matthew Warburton scored the free kick there. He can't get in the side at Yeovil now on loan, and then Ricky Corboa, who seemed to have just fallen off the face of the earth, didn't get on yesterday. Somehow Benny Ashley Seal got a game when I still haven't seen him do a single positive thing in a cobbler shirt. You know, I, I, I like Brady. Another one, think... sadly, who isn't football league quality, I think. No, uh, no one is. I really and hoped we'd see more from him yesterday. He was a permanent deal. He's on a two-year permanent deal, and I wouldn't sign him in League Two. Like, you know, this is where I'm sure we're going to get to it, but, you know, discussing Brady and what he can be doing. He's had a poison chalice, and... and I think you know you can you can lead the the horse to water, but you can't you can't make it drink. And tactically, shape wise, formation, I think we do look much improved and better than than Cole. We'd all agree with that. But I'm just looking at some of the players out there, and I'm like, are you the one that is going to take that penalty in the 95th minute? Are you the one that's going to take that corner, or mm. the one that's going to take that finish? And you wouldn't mm. put your your money on any of them. And the two that I would, in Rose and Watson, both went off yesterday because they were knackered from from doing all the running. So, yeah, you know, we're just not at a point where we can make any excuses for missing that penalty. I'm, I'm sorry. And and if we are yeah. and, and we're 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 trying to be nice to him, then we need to be in League Two. So what, Watson's top, Watson's top scorer then? What's he got? Six? I think six, seven. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah, you put it, it like it, that, it, that's that's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> probably it probably all of them. In, all, all but one of them in a month. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it depends on different on what websites you look at because that goal away at Wigan where um, it bounced over the keeper and him and, oh, and yeah. Rose nearly and and some websites give him that and some don't and then Rose I think it, Rose and Hoskins are then next there about five or six and then then it's Harry Smith again you can't get a game in Scotland at the moment yeah you know we've got a load of goals in the team we've got Lines uh, Warburton mm. Smith you know players that they're either out on loan or been sold. It's like, mm. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have been, but it's like that's we're, we're literally selling percentage of the goals we've scored when you've scored as many as we have. Like, you know, something I don't even think it's tactical formation. I just don't think we've got that finisher. And yes, they're hard to come by in these leagues. And if they were scoring those goals, would they be there? But, you know, we had them last season. Whatever financial package we said we couldn't afford for Vidane Oliver and Cole said he's not worth it. You know, I've got Smith. We should have doubled it because you see what he's gone and done at Gillingham. I'll say something now and you can clip it and whatever. But if Dane Oliver's in a cobbler shirt this season, we're not in the relegation zone. And I think Cole's probably still there. Like He's yeah. just, he's totally. been what we've missed. I don't think anyone, would dispute, I don't think anyone would dispute that. I think, I think I'm slightly surprised how many goals he scored this year because yeah, he's, he's totally never been a natural on, but... goal scorer. But in terms of the, the effect he had on the way we played, yeah. it was massive. I wonder what. Brady can really do with with, with his punch with Brady's punch. I don't know what he can do at the moment, you know. When when Ashley Seal comes on, does anyone else have uh like a a bet or with themselves on the first time that he's going to fall over and slip over? <laughs> do you remember Curl said something about it? He was like, yeah, he's got to wear different boots because he's got a problem with his feet. I know he's got a problem with his feet. 
I fucking know that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he, he's in Northampton. He's the perfect place to get a boot that he can stand up properly on. I mean, maybe we should give him some baseball boots <laughs> that like Bobby Charlton used to wear or something made at Dot like, Martin. Because I've never seen the... someone slip over so many times. He literally spends more time on his ass than he does it, standing up. Someone his size, it's like, well, be a back. Because that was the thing with Dane Oliver. If he didn't win ahead, well, he didn't do it. He was taking three men with him and he was straight up off the floor and chasing it afterwards. And Benny Ashley Seal does that Harry Smith thing. He falls on the floor and then he spends two minutes pulling his socks up and moaning at the ref and checking his boots and wandering over to the plate. Get up. Like, we don't have time for, for any of this at the moment. I mean, I, we, I think we desperately need Ryan Edmondson back because although he didn't score a goal, it's, it's like the player Ashley Seal should, should be. Um, I, th- I think we need, I think we need to desperately need to get, you know, whatever the issue that he's he's got is, you know, we we need him back for these last few games because I, I think Rose will score will score a few. You know, he, mm. he's got a decent goal scoring record, but pro, but with someone up up with him, and we're mm. a, a much worse side without Edmondson, and and we're an infinitely worse side without Oliver. I, I think it's you can't much, you can't sorry. preamble a a sentence with he don't doesn't score goals when we don't score goals. You know, goals are mm. absolutely um premium now and but I, but I don't think I I don't think goals necessarily you know if you look at the the games against um MK and um Portsmouth the goals don't necessarily come from the number nine mm. but you know it's not like we we created lots of chances yesterday but we you know we couldn't hit the cow's ass with a banjo we just didn't Get in position to to affect you know to to make the keeper work until until the ninety fifth minute. No, that there's, there's problems all over the pitch, mate. Rather problems. than finishing, that's a problem. And I think we need someone that changes the overall play. And the only player I think isn't in it at the moment that we might get back is Edmondson because I think we look a bet a better side and create more chances with him in there. But I just he don't, he's got the, the stats quality go against to... that though, don't they? The stats go against that. We we if you look at the stats, we're going on towards a record season for not scoring. So we could play another 20, 30 games, try and keep face with Edmondson or swip, swapping in Rose all the while. They've got the guy that can actually score goals, Chuck Romika, is nowhere near the squad. Now, if I was him, I'd be chuckling to myself, probably a bit dismayed that you're not even getting the team. But that guy should be given a chance at some point. He is yeah. finisher I, that can, that will that will will put the ball in there. I don't really care about this. Oh, you know his work off the ball isn't great. You know we could have a we could have a, a you know forward line of forwards that do all the work off the ball. Ashley still might run around a lot, but in, if we're not putting run in around a lot. Time, <laughs> no, no, I'd, balls over I, I, I think I'd have him in ahead of Ashley Seal because it's not like Ashley Seal. If if you can't finish. And your work rate's crap, and you don't. What do can much you do? Else. Yeah, and he's not. There's, not much, there's, there's really not much. You're not adding any value at all. And yeah. I think yeah. I'm Brady. I'm like, you've had your chance now, mate. I'll, I'll put mm. the kid on the bench. I, yeah. I had a look at the stats of like, you know, because Chuck Wamika's 18, and I, and he, he's someone we chat about every week, Tom, isn't he? And like, yeah. we we always local lads want want to see him on the on the pitch or at least on the bench. And I I just think like, I, and I had a look at the stats of some other players who've been around and some other like uh, lower league wonders and when they were 18, 19 and, you know, Ollie Watkins, Ivan Tony, players like this. And Chuck Wamika's uh, ahead of them in terms of how many goals, the games he was playing at his age. And I think, you know, it, the 18 games he played so far this season, he, he's good. And I do, I, I would love to see him in there. I just think like, again, to my earlier point about 
how crucial this all is now. We've got, we're talking in matters of minutes left of the season, really, rather than games. There's eight games there. I just is that where you want to be exposing an 18-year-old in League One? If he'd play, if if Curl had done the right thing and been bringing him through the the squad and playing some width and some pace earlier on in the season, and he was more experienced, yeah. I would say yeah. But right right now, I, you know, when we're still in it, we're not in. You, we're not right down the bottom where we just go. Look, we might as well develop our talent and 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 look after the team. We're still in this at the moment. I still, th- I think we've got to look to experienced players and, and hope they can come up with some quality. That's that's mm. the only, it, it, whether you're saying it's Edmondson or Rose or, or whatever player, we're just devoid of quality. It doesn't matter who's on the end of it. We can't get the ball in at the moment. Yeah. We can't, there's no through yeah. balls. There's no set pieces. The only decent set pieces were coming from Marshall and Miller. And Miller's obviously out now. And Marshall won a foot half time yesterday. And when, when they're not there... Why are we expecting though? Why are we expecting... Through balls from a team that was put together for its directness for, by Keith Carl. We, well, yeah, that's not what I mean. Putting, yeah, what, what, what I don't think it was. I, I think I think I think Keith wanted to try and play a better style of football and fudged his recruitment. I think because mm, the, the players we signed, because uh, uh, the players we signed, I, I don't think screamed out physical side. You know, players like Sowerby uh, doesn't scream. You know, the, the typical kind of curl midfield signing to me. Then I think. I think he got caught in two minds, which, are, yeah. which is why I think the recruitment was muddled. We didn't I commit think, I to think a that's style. right. He got caught in two minds. I don't think he wanted to play decent football. I I, I think the biggest thing from Brady to from Cole to Brady for me is the belief. Like if we went with Cole yesterday in that same position to Wimbledon, exactly the same table and everything else, the same six pointer, we'd have set up and we'd have defended and let him come at us. And and he does it. He did it to big teams. He did it to small teams. It was so frustrating. He made that group of players feel like that they were you know they were the underdogs all the time and they were so lucky to be in the league and every game was trying to shit house a one nil and I don't know whether that's had a long lasting effect and now when they get in the final third they get a fucking nosebleed and spoon it over like there's just no confidence no quality there anymore and, and Brady's put I think he's putting them in positions and we're in spaces to affect the game and it's just just that last ball that shot or cross or pass or whatever just is shit at the end of the day and, and that and that's it and it's how many of those can we make good from now to the end of the season if we're going to survive and mental strength plays such a such a big part of it because curl was always on about you know i meet them i look them in the eye when i'm signing them i want to know that they're the right character whereas you listen to brady and he's constantly throughout his time as manager been reinforcing that he needs to build these players confidence up he's yeah. constantly saying they're good players. They need to remember that they're good players. So I you find kind that of question so the fact telling. that they can't have had that mental strength in the first place. Well, look, look what he was doing to the pitch. The, 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 mm. Now that our groundsman's like not come out and said it in, in as many words, but you know Brady in this first couple of games, and he was like, "We're getting the pitch back to where it needs to be." And the groundsman was saying like, "Oh, you know, I've been allowed to do this, whatever, blah blah blah." But the first couple of games, remember Brady would come out and be like, "It's okay, we can play the bit, the ball a bit more on Tuesday because we're away." That's you know. A lot of this has just been undoing the bad work that Cole was doing. And, get, you know, I think he doubled down because he got it himself into a bad position and he went, shit, I'm in a relegation dogfight. I'm going to go uber Cole and just shithouse everything like 10 times more. And, and a lot of Brady has just been unpicking all of that. I don't yeah. think he's the man, whether we stay up or not, I don't think he's the man to do it next season. I want to keep him in the club in some capacity. But I think we need someone, you know, I think it's, there's, you know, to uh, what, what, Tom's idea I've always really liked to have him on as a technical director or someone involved in the club I don't want him to leave but yeah. I just don't think he's the man 
you know, to take, he's not going to get us out of League One the other way, is he? I can't see that. But mm. uh, it, a lot of this is just what can we do with the hand we've been dealt by Curl? And, and there's a couple yeah. of players there that I think were, you know, Bolger left and Marshall's come in under Brady. And, but I still think there's a couple more there. And I'm like, you are, you are in on, on, on your shoestrings, not on merit. You know, Joe Mills, he's not been good enough for the last couple of weeks. For weeks, he's not been good enough. And he's captain at the moment. And we don't have any other left backs. Like, mm. you know, uh, Jonathan Mitchell, we d- we know that. We've just had a talk about him for ages, but we haven't got another keeper we can put in there. And they're the, we're the worrying positions where I'm like, it's not like we can swap Edmondson for Rose or even Benny Ashley Seal or Chuck Romika where, where we can, you know, debate that all week. Some of those players are there regardless of how they play, and that's worrying me more because they're, they're just showing that they're not asked. Yeah. We haven't yeah, got a we... keeper, we can't score goals, and we don't create much. <laughs> but we're outside the relegation zone. <laughs> and yet, we're still in with a chance of staying up. When, when, when you say it like that, and then say we're out of the relegation zone, it, 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 the mind boggles, doesn't it? You exactly. Know? Um, Everyone else must be so shit. Well, you just, you we need look, to get on. It's so, it's so tight. Even the goal difference. There's only like we have the best goal goals, isn't it? It's mental. I've never yeah. known a relegation battle like this. No, it's crazy. We need to get on to some of the readers' comments now. I just uh, before I do so, um, some of the stats probably overarch everything we said. We've talked quite a lot today, but the stats speak for themselves. So uh, Phil Garlic's been keeping up on um, the number of games we failed to score in. So we failed to score in 21 out of 38 games, which is pretty sober. Um, <laughs> Marvo on Twitter, he's very good with stats. He's pointed out that it's. Uh, so the 21st time this season, out of 38 games we've had to score, the record is 22 in 1902-3. So one more lockout, and we've equaled the record two more, and we've beaten it. So we're going to so beat that. that. Just sort of yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we've scored 32 goals this season. We need nine more to beat our lowest 40 from a 46-game season, which has occurred twice in 1972-3 and 2002-3. So nine more goals at this Stage of the game. season is looking dubious to say the least with the way nine we're going. goals in eight games. Yeah, not yeah. Now. Get your boots uh, on, Trek Romeka. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably be watching off on the sidelines, just thinking, why can't I get a game in, in this in this team? But so those yeah. those stats are, are very sobering, and they, like I said, they probably overarch everything we've talked about. But um, just go through some of the readers' comments. Um, Alan Raymond Pestel, very uh. Very uh, good sounding name. He said uh, it all went wrong when Sam Hoskins walked up to take that penalty. Pathetic effort from a pro footballer. No conviction in the effort and no cleverness either. I think the pen was given for a foul on Peter Keogh, so he couldn't have done worse. So that's his opinion on that one. Uh, Ashley Hardy, poor performance and a catastrophic result. No urgency shown from minute one to 90, whatever. Probably means whatsoever. Nobody brave enough to make take a chance or take on their opponent. Poor decision-making, poor substitutions. Example, uh, Ashley Seal for Marshall. Too many games like this. Uh, Adam Barbie, utterly shambolic. The lack of quality in this side is horrific. They keep giving us hope, but I'm definitely resigned to relegation now. The blame lies at Kelvin Thomas and Curl's door. I'm done with them now. I won't see me defending them anymore. Simply not good enough. And that's probably quite sort of reflective of a lot of people's opinions. And maybe people... Next few days will calm down a little bit, but it was uh, sort of a one to get you irate that last uh, penalty miss. Um, David Rutt, Curl destroyed the team with poor signings and Kelvin Thomas for keeping Brady. Zero league experience in the relegation fight. We needed a problem solver, not another problem. James Sills, these players aren't good enough as a team. See very little ability from any of them. So limited 
particularly technically. Both centre-backs have done well of late. That's it. We don't have the players who can create or find ways to score goals. I don't get the subs or the timing of them, which seems reasonable. Uh, Sully Man, it's just Northampton. Same old promotion, followed by pathetic relegation. The absolute masters of ballsing it up. (laughs) (laughs) That probably sums it up quite well. So we're going to wrap up now. It's it's been a difficult weekend for cobblers and it's something that we're not used to, but it never gets any easier, I guess. Um, I'm just going to sort of go around the group. Are you still there, Ray? I am, yes. Okay, sorry about that, Ray. You've had to listen to us. <laughs> it's been good to hear you about whatever troubles you've got down at Wimbledon. Literally, was was that one question and it was like a 40-minute answer? I think, I think we all just got out everything we needed to get out for the last week or so, do you know what I mean? I feel better yeah. now. This is therapy. Parallels with our, with our fan, fan base as well. We're saying much the same things, believe me. That, yeah, that so, gives me some hope. Ray, did you see anything from Northampton that suggests that we can stay up yesterday? Um, I was actually surprised you took Marshall off because I thought that the main way that you could undo us yesterday was was through pace because we we're a bit pedestrian at the back. So I thought Hoskins and Marshall could maybe maybe trouble us more. So when I saw Marshall go off, and I've seen Marshall play against us for about five, maybe six clubs now, and he's always had a decent game against us. I was actually relieved. Um, I think you're maybe in the same boat as us. I don't think many teams are going to thrash you, but I don't think you or us are going to thrash anyone either. So we, we're just back to fine, fine margins again. Mm, just makes it so difficult when you're troubling the goal so, you know, so irregularly. And, and, and teams just sniff that. They sniff that they can go right to the 90 minutes like Wimbledon did and just get a, the odd goal and beat us. So it just puts us under pressure that just that impotency in front of goal um i'm just gonna go around the rest of the the cobbler's contingent just in, in one word yes or no do you think we'll stay up we'll go to you first james do you think we'll stay up yes or no uh, in a word uh no we don't score enough goals okay cool um martin what about you um i'm gonna say yes because we are ridiculously inconsistent okay martin is the eternal optimist even though he's been watching the cobbler since the 80s <laughs> <laughs> and you just don't learn, Martin. But fair no, I, no, and I, ne- I never will. <laughs> I admire that in you, Martin. It's, like, it's never over till it's over. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, another optimist who, by the minute, is turning to the dark side of the force. <laughs> Brendan, yes or no? Do you think we can stay up? Yes, but I hate them. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, if we win, if we win on Friday, the question: gonna... Are we going to stay up, or can we stay up? No, are we? Are we? Oh, we are going to stay up. And I, and I, if we beat Shrewsbury on Friday, I'll be looking at a late charge of playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> are we mathematically ruled good. out from them yet? I think someone, so, but also never out. say never. Point deductions. Unless COVID. they quickly change to 10 points for a win. <laughs> yeah. I Champions think we still the struggle season, then. That's the cobbler's, that should be the cobbler's motto from that famous video back in the 90s. We just uh, just ridiculously optimistic when the evidence is firmly against I reckon and I've been saying this for a few weeks now I just get that feeling that we are in too pessimistic so unlike me isn't it uh for the four I think we're one of the four worst teams in the division I think Swindon might enter into it I think Wimbledon showed that they are a bit I think they're better Wimbledon were a better team than us I think they had more strength in midfield a bit toothless up front but generally a better side so Swindon might come down into it and maybe we can suck them into it um but just generally, I'm just getting that sort of sinking feeling. I guess stranger things have happened, but um, 
anyway, guys, we've uh, we've got all, all of our chess now. We can go and enjoy our Sundays, <laughs> bird unburdened of cobblers. But um, take it easy, guys, and we'll speak again next week. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Cheers everybody. Guys. Cheers, right. Bye. Cheers, right. See you later. Thanks, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.